Hello, hello, and welcome to the Stock Stories Podcast. This is the place where you, the individual investor, get to hear from me, Alex, your stock storyteller, talk about specific companies and specific stocks, case studies for how you can become a better investor. So let's get it started. Episode 18. Again, my name is Alex. I'm your host. Thanks for listening today. Every week we go through a different company or we talk about a mental model on this show. And today we're going to talk about a company. This will actually be the first part two episode that we've ever done. Um, I will not be covering a new company today, but we will be circling back to a company that we've already talked about because there have been some major developments and it fundamentally changed the basic investment thesis, I think, of the company at the time that I reviewed it. And as much as I want to get through all 500 components of the S&P I do think it's really important to revisit our theses as investors to understand what changed and what didn't change and what the future holds. So without further ado, we're going to be circling back to General Electric, and this is part two. All right, so we're going to talk about General Electric. Now, if you recall way back in one of the first episodes of the podcast, we went into General Electric in detail. And in fact, it was the first company that I ever covered on this podcast. We talked a lot about GE's business, how I would have classified it as a turnaround stock, a turnaround company, an opportunity to invest in probably the biggest industrial player in the world, uh, certainly in the United States, and all of the issues that GE has been having. I mean, they just, they've really been having a rough go of it. If you want the fundamental basic knowledge of General Electric and its history and operations, go back to check out that episode because I covered it in detail there. Today, we're really just going to talk about what has changed since that time, since that episode. And, well, a lot. (laughs) The first thing is General Electric got booted out of the Dow Jones Industrial Average Index. So the Dow Jones is comprised of 30 stocks. Only 30 companies get to be in those spots at any given time. And depending on different rules that the Dow Jones Committee has based on share price and liquidity, I think, and performance. I think it's mostly based on share price performance. 
if you don't maintain a certain level of price of your shares, then you get kicked out and another company gets brought back in. Well, that's exactly what happened in General Electric. They got kicked out just a couple days ago as I record this. And it's quite amazing, quite symbolic because General Electric has been in the Dow Jones Industrial Average since the early 1900s. It's been in there since, I believe, 1906. So this is a big deal showing that the company, it's really fallen from grace in the eyes of Wall Street. Uh, Oh, and by the way, it was replaced by Walgreens. Walgreens Boots Alliance was the company that took its spot. Um, But never fear, uh, there has been some data to suggest that companies that actually get kicked out of the Dow tend to outperform the ones that get put back in similar to companies that get kicked out of S&P 500 tend to outperform the ones that get put back in. And there are a couple of reasons for that. But I want to focus today really on the actual company changes that General Electric has announced. They have announced some big changes. So we already knew from the last episode that they're trying to get rid of a lot of stuff. They're trying to clean up their mess. They've got hundreds of billions of dollars in debt and other liabilities on their balance sheet. They've got assets that just are not really performing. Um, They have segments of their business that are not bringing in profits. They had some ill-timed purchases with energy assets. They closed on the Baker Hughes acquisition um, and own 65% of the whole company. So they own the majority stake. And that's been one of the thorns in GE side is Baker Hughes has not really been performing, um, based on where we're at in the energy cycle right now, it's just not really bringing in a lot of profit. So it's been hurting because all this money was spent on acquisitions. All this debt was, was borrowed, but the profits are not flowing in like the board of directors wants them to and like investors we want them to so that's one of the things that was already previously announced um was that general electric has said we have to do something about this and it is official now that general electric is going to sell turn right around right back around and sell their stake completely in Baker Hughes. Now, in order to do this properly from a regulation perspective, it's going to take a couple of years. It's going to take probably two to three years for this to actually materialize. Uh, But General Electric has said, you know what? The past uh, CEO, uh, Jeff Immelt, he made a mistake by going going for these assets. We do not need them. We do not need to complicate the business right now, especially with this industrial segment that's highly cyclical. Um, I don't know if that's the reason, but I suspect that they kind of want to smooth out their profit stream, their cash stream, and an oil and gas company is highly volatile when it comes to revenues and profits. And so I think that General Electric, in one of their moves, is just wanting to get rid of this completely. So that is one of the announcements they are exiting oil and gas via Baker Hughes, and it's going to take two to three years. They're also selling the distributed power business. 
Um, this is going to a private equity firm. I believe it's just a cash transaction. So they're just raising some capital. This is yet another acquisition that was made a few years back under previous leadership. Um, and now General Electric is saying, you know what, we don't need this extra piece of our business. We'll let somebody else take care of this. In addition, General Electric has been, uh, has completed its sale, and this was previously announced, so it's not new news, but as part of the whole picture, General Electric has gotten rid of its rail and transportation business, um, selling to Wabtec. So that's pretty much gone now as well, or will be gone. And GE Capital, ah, GE Capital. We talked a lot about GE Capital in the first part of the General Electric series in that first episode. And GE Capital, oh man, they've, they've been a major thorn in General Electric's side for a long time. Ever since the financial crisis, it almost brought General Electric to its knees because it had become such a big source of the company's revenue and profits at the time when those profits shrunk very suddenly, it it really crippled General Electric and it didn't allow the industrial businesses to grow as they could have grown uh, because GE Capital was just sucking up so much cash and resources from the parent entity. And even in the beginning of 2018, with some uh, insurance charges and some some things that were going wrong with the practices of uh, recording different liabilities that GE Capital had, General Electric's board said, oh, sorry guys, we messed this up. We actually need to charge billions of dollars as a result of this, this screw up. And investors just, you know, hated that. Wall Street hated that. So they sent the stock price down even further than it already was. Uh, which was down 50% in 2017, and in 2018, it uh, it went down another 20% or so. And so these are the things that we need to pay attention to as investors. What are the actual things going on in the company, and how is it, how is it restructuring itself? We talked about turnaround companies way back in one of the earliest episodes, and One of the things to watch for with turnaround companies is you got to make sure they're actually going to turn around. And a big way to look at that is look at what management is doing. What are they doing to clean up the mess? What are the actual actions they're taking? Not just their words, not just the really positive generic quotes they put in their annual reports and press releases, but what are the actions they're taking? What are they selling? What are they buying? Who are they partnering with? How is the cash being used? How are the assets being used? Um, Where are the gains in efficiency? All of those things need to be properly addressed. And so General Electric is trying to do that. And so those are some of the changes. But the biggest change, I think, uh, is this new announcement that GE's healthcare business is going to be mostly spun off from the parent company. So 80% of the healthcare business will be spun off to existing shareholders and about 20% will be used to raise cash. 
So this is a more balanced approach that General Electric is using to get rid of the healthcare segment because they realize, hey, we have a short-term need for cash, so they're going to sell 20% of the business, and but we also want to retain it for the existing shareholders but operate it as an independent entity. And so the existing shareholders will get those shares of GE Healthcare. Now, stock spinoffs... Typically, they can be pretty lucrative for shareholders because the parent company wants the child company, so to speak, to succeed as it's sending it on its way to operate independently of it. And uh, so the expectations um, from Wall Street are can vary a lot depending on the situation, but the newly spun off stock usually has a lot of great optimism around it because it's it's unencumbered from its previous situation and in this case has some nice growth drivers which we'll get into but basically General Electric is is spinning off the healthcare business and they're saying okay now these are going to be the three businesses that we're in General Electric from 2018 going forward will basically operate in three divisions and they are aviation power and renewables so these are the businesses that general electric is going to be in now let's revisit briefly what those businesses are and how they make up the revenue and profit picture of the company so aviation last year in 2017 they brought in 27 billion in revenue they made $5.4 billion in profit, so their margins are 20%, and they have a backlog of $200 billion. So if you look at the revenue versus the backlog, that's a lot. That's over nine years of revenue already built up in orders. So the aviation business is very strong. In fact, it is the strongest single business segment that General Electric has and they're keeping that one. So I'm happy to see that um, from the investor's perspective. The power business brought in $35 billion in revenue in 2017, but the margins are much lower in that business, so they only brought in $1.9 billion in profit. And so the margin is 6%, and their backlog is $98 billion. In the renewable segment, the revenue is only $9 billion in 2017, only 0.6 billion in operating profit, so 600 million, and that equates to a 6% margin with a backlog of 15 billion dollars. Now, if we add all these up and say, okay, what is the new General Electric as far as the core industrial businesses? I'm excluding GE Capital for these purposes because, frankly, they're they're trying to get rid of most of that business. But if we were to look at the new General Electric from What are the core businesses looking like? Let's add all these together. What is the total revenue of this new GE look like? Well, it would have been $71 billion in 2017. The profit would have been $7.9 billion. And so that equates to an 11% overall margin with a backlog of $313 billion. Now, as far as a turnaround goes, as far as a company where I'm looking for stability, that $313 billion backlog 
that's what makes me sleep well at night, knowing that, okay, this is a technology company that has orders for years and years and years, and they're constantly innovating in order to make sure that that level of sales is maintained and continues to grow. So that's where I see General Electric going is they've got a lot of work already sold. And so they're going to be able to deliver on that more freely once they get rid of some of their debt, simplify their operations and move forward. So as a business overall, I see this business as pretty good because the margins are solid. The profit is going to be solid. They're getting rid of the things they need to get rid of and they're letting GE Healthcare kind of grow and flourish on their own. The management has stated that the debt to earnings ratio, and this is pre-tax earnings, they want this to be less than 2.5. So for an industrial company, that would be pretty good. They want to make sure that they have a solid A credit rating. Uh, They want to be that flagship industrial company that everybody used to know and love. Um, And so they want to get back to that. Also, another stated goal of management is to reduce the debt by $25 billion and have $15 billion in cash. Um, And we'll get to that in a moment as far as the specifics. So the dividend, ah, here's another tricky thing. The dividend is likely going to be lowered again. However, the aggregate dividend between the existing GE today and the GE of tomorrow plus GE Healthcare, the 80% stake in GE Healthcare that current investors would get, um, it will probably be similar to what the dividend is. There haven't been specifics released, but the GE Healthcare standalone company will presumably set their own dividend policy. And, uh, and so um, obviously it, w- it would make sense that the new GE company would adjust their dividend down a little bit once GE Healthcare is gone because they no longer have those profits to with which to pay dividends themselves. So they're relying on their core businesses. And uh, so this is something that makes sense that management is, is saying to look out for. The corporate headquarters is going to make decisions more related to corporate governance. I think up until this point, they've been making a lot of business decisions as far as the operating businesses, and they're going to shift more of that onto the operating businesses independently. So more of a decentralized structure, which we've seen uh, or we're about to see uh, has worked well for Johnson and Johnson and companies like it. Uh, Companies like Berkshire Hathaway has a decentralized model. Once you get to a certain scale of of size, a conglomerate tends to be more successful when it has a decentralized structure so that the independent business units can make quicker and more efficient decisions. So General Electric management has explicitly expressed that they are doing things in that way. So let's talk, talk about GE Healthcare a little bit. What is this segment going to be when it turns into this new company? How is it looking? We have some of the data from 2017. And in 2017, GE Healthcare as a segment brought in $19 billion in revenue. And compared to prior years, that was 5% sales growth and 9% profit growth. So this is a healthy business. And 
2017, the revenue of the whole company of General Electric was $108 billion. So if we take that as a percentage, GE Healthcare brought in 17% of the company's revenue. That's pretty significant. So we're talking about General Electric getting rid of, if you look at it from a revenue basis, they're getting rid of about 17 to a fifth percentage of their business. So 23% of the industrial segment profit came from GE Healthcare in 2017. They have 52,000 employees and over half their revenue, 55% to be exact, comes from outside of the United States. So the GE Healthcare business by itself is well diversified geographically and it grows its profits, it grows its sales. So I went in a little deeper and figured out what the actual growth rate of the profits have been within this segment. And they've grown at about 8% annually over the past couple of years. And this is great because, you know, when you think General Electric, you think of like a slowly growing kind of stodgy blue chip business, but this healthcare segment has actually been growing faster. The revenue in 2015 was 17.6 billion. In 2017, it was 19.1 billion. The profits have grown as well from 2.9 billion in 2015 to 3.4 billion in 2017. And the margins have actually increased over time. So in 2015, the margins in the healthcare business were just over 16%. And in 2017, they were 18%. So there, there has been robust, solid growth in revenue, profits, and margins. Healthcare has been firing on all cylinders, making more money for the parent company. And the parent company has said, you know what? All right, we're going to let you guys, you know, go out on your own. We're going to let you, you know, fly out of the nest, so to speak, and live your own life. The divisions of the healthcare company are as follows. There's the healthcare systems segment, there's healthcare digital, and then there's life sciences. The vast majority of the revenue comes from healthcare systems. That's 70%. Um, And then life sciences has been a quick growing segment. They've got 24% of the revenue with the digital bringing in only 6%. Uh, The life sciences, there's a lot of... um, biopharmaceutical, biological products that have been growing a lot and that this is just a fast-growing industry in general. And so General Electric Healthcare has been able to participate in that growth through its healthcare unit. Now, the overall GE company has said that they want to reduce debt by $25 billion. Well, how much debt did they have before? Looking at the total liabilities in 2017, they had $292 billion in liabilities. And that is scary. We talked about that in the first General Electric episode. So this $25 billion reduction would reduce the total liabilities by 8.5%, which is a good start. Now, it's going to be even less than that once Baker Hughes is sold and GE Healthcare is spun off because... GE Healthcare will assume some of the debt of the parent company. I don't think it will assume a lot of it, but I think it will be proportional, relatively proportional to the cash flows of the business. So General Electric, the parent company, will be able to clean up their balance sheet even further. Um, So I just wanted to give you guys an overview of what's changing, what's happening with this company. 
as General Electric, that episode has been one of the most listened to podcast episodes so far. And with the changes being so radically significant for this company that is one of the oldest and previously successful companies in American history, I wanted to bring that information to you and and give you an update on the changes because there have been a lot of changes. Uh, So all in all, General Electric, they're shedding a lot of their companies. They're spinning off 80% of the healthcare unit. 20% will be sold. The details are still forthcoming on that. The transportation business is being sold. Distributed power is being sold. Lighting is being sold. Um, GE Capital is being reduced in size. Debt's being reduced. I mean, management is making all of these moves, which I think are right moves. These are simplifying the business, focusing on the core industrial brands that General Electric has been known for. And yeah, I think there's a path towards success here. I think that this is the turnaround that I was expecting. These are the beginning phases of it. It's no longer all doom and gloom. There's actually a lot of good news here. And actually, actually when I was reading this yesterday, um, the stock was up 7% in a single day. And I think that Wall Street kind of recognizes that the worst is maybe over for General Electric um, because of these changes are coming. And so, yeah, I expect good things from shareholders going forward. We'll see how the spinoff works. I'm really interested in the mechanics of that. And uh, so, yeah, but that's all I got for you today. Thanks for tuning into Stock Stories. A quick reminder, I now have a website up for this podcast, and that is stockstoriespodcast.com. So come check us out there. And if you want to email me, if you want to get into contact with me, I welcome your feedback. I want to hear what you think about this show. I want to hear what you would like to hear. um, And any of your opinions would be very helpful. I want to serve you in a greater capacity. So Email me at alex at stockstoriespodcast.com to get in touch with me, and I'll be seeing your email. So without further ado, this is Stock Stories. I'll see you next week. informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. You and you alone are responsible for your investment and financial decisions. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, or financial advisor that can analyze your specific situation in the context of your goals and circumstances.